This is Felix drags Dale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me, Dale, through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we're talking about phase one of the Marvel movies, having now watched the first six movies. Then we will be talking about Flash Gordon, a non-Marvel comic book movie from 1980, where a football star gets kidnapped and then set into space to save Earth. <laughs> All right. So, Dale, thoughts on phase one? It was six bad movies, except for Thor. Apparently, I liked that one a lot. <laughs> I liked how surprised you were when I gave it 40 Batman v Supermans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us which six movies these were, just to refresh our memories. Yes. So the first six are Iron Man 1, followed by The Incredible Hulk, then Thor, then Captain America, the first Avenger, then just the first Avengers. <laughs> That's only five. What are we missing? That's all of them. That's six. Because there's Iron Man 2 in there. Did you not say that? I didn't say Iron Man 2. Okay. My thoughts on phase one? Mm -hmm. Well, so I am assuming that phase two is going to deal more with the phase two, um, as alluded to by Nick Fury in The Avengers, meaning that they are developing alien weapons on Earth. Because they are now um, under attack by aliens. Because that would make sense to me. Comments, Felix, who has seen these movies and knows what these are. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. I am assuming that this is now bullshit. <laughs> because why would you call it phase two? Like a, 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 a meta term. It's not like the actual films. It's like. Yeah, but it should be both if you're going to bother to call that call them this, use the same terminology. <laughs> I think they were just saying that completely unrelated. <laughs> it is, I mean, like, that is a, a major plot point just because, like, there's, like, alien technology on Earth now. Um, but to be truthful, in Captain America, the first Avenger, they were using alien technology yeah. on Earth. It just happened to be by Hydra. <laughs> Your yeah. favorite dudes. Hell Hydra. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you remember what your ratings for these movies are? No, I can't. All I remember is Thor. So Thor is number one. Which one did you like the most after Thor? I don't remember. Well, which the, one do you feel like you liked the most? The Avengers? Captain America? I feel like I did not like the Iron Mans very much. No, because you don't like Tony Stark. I do not like Tony Stark. <laughs> That's very, very true. Did you did you write down my scores and, and are prepared to talk about this? No. Nope. Because I'm not. No, I did not. Okay, so somebody didn't do his homework. I feel like we should have a running list on our site. Um, yeah, you got to talk to our webmaster about that. Yeah. If he can give you 40 Batman v Superman. <laughs> he can do anything. He can do anything. <laughs> I did ask him what my maximum were, and he was like, I just copy and paste. There's no maximum. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So, in a few words, can you summarize phase one? Major plot points, overarching themes. Okay, overarching themes are we got to introduce these characters so we can make a movie about them all fighting together and then <laughs> fighting some bad guys. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have a better answer than that? I was going to say they the movies all tend to start with a flashback. They do. Weirdly. I don't know why. Well, I was going to say bad storytelling, but that's just me being bitter. <laughs> There's actually... Because, like, flashbacks aren't necessarily indicative of bad storytelling it's just i don't know that that's true um <laughs> <laughs> there's this great 
in my favorite episode of Rick and Morty, um, they go to a planet where everyone is purging, like the movie's The Purge. Uh-huh. And uh, so, <laughs> like, like... Okay, the movies of The Purge are just like, you get to, you're allowed to commit crimes for one day, right? Yeah. Okay. But everyone commits murder because it's That's stupid. That's the funnest one? <laughs> I disagree. See... With, like, The Purge, I haven't seen these stupid movies, but I've watched videos about them, and they're, like, a lot of other, like, sub, like, amendments in The Purge law, and, like, about, like, what crimes are legal, and, like, what the 24-hour period is, and blah, 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 and you can, like, prepare for them all year. So, people prepare for The Purge all year, because they know people are going to be killing people. But I'm like, if you really wanted to prepare for The Purge all year, what you would do is, like, just fortify your house and, like, make sure you didn't leave the house that day. And then just, like, commit white-collar crimes, like, all day. Just steal, like, a ton of money on the internet. It's, like, I think the purge, like, the day, it's, like, the same day every year. And it's set, like, a week or two before tax day. So, like, file your taxes, lie, forge tax <laughs> information. <laughs> like, I mean, like, sorry, I did it on purge day. You, you could get so rich. Prosecute me. <laughs> Like, I don't want to kill anyone as badly as I want to just, like, commit a bunch of white-collar crimes and get away with it. Uh. But anyway, so this episode of Rick and Marty, they're on this planet where they're purging, and they end up in this lighthouse, and the lighthouse keeper is, like, this old man, and he's like, I never participate in the purge. I'll only let you stay with me if you listen to my short story that I wrote. And he's like, it starts... With, like, a flashback, you know, 72 days earlier or whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just recounted somebody else's story, but it proves my point. Okay. Yeah. Bad writing. Bad Excellent. writing. Flashbacks. Um, I would say it's about, honestly, it feels like they are just kind of making this up as they went along. Like, none of the movies really hang together very well. Like? Like together with the other movies, or yeah. or together as a movie themselves. <laughs> well, that's debatable, but <laughs> as yes, like a is. series of like intertwined movies. Yes, um, it definitely gets better in phase two and beyond. But um, so you're saying I have something to look forward to? Yeah. Okay, if you say so. We'll we'll see. Because I think that with the phase one movies, they were just like. Let's see if this works and like just kind of trying to get to the Avengers as like a proof of concept. So it was all kind of like independent and they were like, you know, it's Paramount and it's Disney and and Disney bought Marvel Studios and all that. But the Avengers wasn't so good. It was just like people love it. Do not make me call people dumb. <laughs> but like they fought each other for so much of that movie. People like inner conflict stories do they because like that, that's really conflict with other people but whatever well okay. conflict within the team okay well i'm having conflict within my team right now <laughs> um <laughs> what else can we talk about with phase one um well, i was gonna go with nothing can we be done now i mean i'm causing some conflict within this team <laughs> <laughs> so Thor was your favorite. What was your least favorite? Iron Man one. Iron Man two. Maybe? Iron Man two. Iron Man two. Okay, it's kind of boring. Yeah, um, I was super disappointed by the lack of Nazis in Captain America. There were totally Nazis. There were very few Nazis. There you was a fake me, Hitler. 
You promised me so many Nazis. You're like, this is a period piece. You're going to love it. <laughs> Everyone in Hydra is a Nazi. They were Hydra more than they were Nazis, and then they killed the Nazis. Yeah. Um, so, that's very hard for me to believe. What are you most looking forward to in phase two? Can I go with it being over? <laughs> no. Please? How many phases one. are there? Oh, yeah. And then in doing research for this, they were like, it sounds like there's going to be six phases. And I was like, oh, no. And they were like planning out to like Avengers 6. And I was, yeah. And then I then I closed the website. That sounds exhausting. Reading. I don't want that to happen. I think we're going to be done after Avengers 4. Well, whatever website I was looking at, I was like planning things out to 2022. Well, they but shouldn't do that. They shouldn't make any more. <laughs> no, they know, have to make Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 so that we can lead our podcast there. We don't have to do anything. I don't have to do the next podcast. <laughs> no, which movie? So we have we have another Captain America movie. We have another Avengers movie. We have no more Iron Man movies. So breathe well, easy there. We have Iron Man three, but then that's it. Oh yeah, Thor two. Um, Thor three. No, that's that's phase three. Oh. Uh, I don't know if Iron or uh, Ant Man is phase two. I think, I think it might be too. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I remember that being sort of good. Like a jailbreak movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Shall we go on to Flash Gordon? Yeah. Dale's choice. I was uh, teasing it on social media as our surprise movie. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> it's Flash you. Gordon. <laughs> I did make you predict what happened last episode okay. oh we did do that didn't we yeah well so i'm just a liar you, on social media then. have you seen it before i thought i had but i had not okay i have seen this movie before i think i've seen it like about four or five times okay and i saw it for the first time like three four years ago maybe I remember it being a point of contention because I asked my dad to go see it with me, but not my mom. And my mom was, <laughs> was not so happy with it. And I was like, Mom, you're not going to like this movie. It's cool. Wait, you saw it in theaters? Oh, we, we saw it at the Trilon. It's a micro cinema. Yeah. So we saw it in the theater. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, who's in this movie? You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. <gasps> None of those people are in this movie. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so the movie's namesake is in this movie, Flash Gordon. Mm -hmm. He is Savior of the universe. (laughs) He is played by Sam Jones. So I have all these notes about Sam Jones. Okay. How did Sam Jones get hired for this? Question mark. Oh, I know the answer to this. Okay. So the... Was he the producer? The producer's wife? No, the producer said that the director's wife had seen him in a TV show? Game show? Yeah, a game show. And I feel like this was like in the special features of the the Blu-ray. And then he just hired him. Yeah, but here's the thing. Looking at Sam J. Jones' IMDb page. Mm-hmm. He was not on a game show prior to 1981, where he was on Battle of the Network Stars. Interesting. <laughs> um, Maybe he was uncredited. He may have been uncredited, 
but he was in a movie in 1979, the movie 10. But what he is, he was, very, I want to be like very famous for, but what he was interestingly famous for okay. is in 1975, he was in Playgirl man- magazine. That's where she saw him in. And that's what I think. Because that seems weird to like hire somebody off a game show yeah. versus like, uh, we need some dude to play a, you know, like a superhero with lots of muscles. Mm-hmm. Where do you see somebody with lots of muscles not on getting a game show where people are wearing shirts? <laughs> What's weird to me about either of those things being true, though, is like, I could see that as like the background character, like. For example, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they hired Dave Bautista, um, who's now like a real actor, but back then he wasn't. And um, I don't know who that is, but okay. He's a wrestler. And like John Cena and The Rock, like those guys, well, no, The Rock did get like leading roles. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. They're always like background characters or like villains. They'd have like wrestlers or like, I guess some models get movie jobs too because they're pretty but like uh-huh. never the lead role right like they have to be proven first yeah well this guy pay- played um some dude in the movie 10 oh right so he's so, in one movie yeah it's like even like wonder woman like gal gadot she was a model but she was in like fast and the furious as like a side character uh-huh. and like other stuff yeah so that's One super weird. Just like, oh, like, you're in Playgirl magazine. In Playgirl magazine, too. Like, who even reads that? I think it's mostly gay men. I mean, I never have. Well, you grew up in the age of internet, so that's lucky That's true. You. Yeah. I don't really need magazines. So, that's what I thought was interesting about that. Okay. So, is he nude? Can I find nude pictures of this man? Oh, yes, you can. Because, like, I don't, like, he's, like... The, like, 80s standards of beauty. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he, like, fits. Like, he's blonde and tan and muscular. Uh-huh. But, like, if you really look at his face, he's not that attractive. <laughs> you know what okay, I mean? I wanted to say something that is usually something that would come out of your face. Out <laughs> <laughs> of my face. <laughs> Looking at his face. That's true. I was. Yeah, it's because there's close-ups. Because I mean, he was like naked. Was he ever in shirtless? Yes. I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So also, also from Earth in this movie is a woman named Dale. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like the whole reason we watch this movie. (laughs) I chose it for many reasons, (laughs) (laughs) but chief among them was Dale Arden. Um. Also from Earth is um, a man named Dr. Hans Zarkov, and he, for a brief moment, has a Igor-like side character uh, assistant named Munson. Yep. Yeah. Here, here's where I announce there are spoilers. This this movie is from 1980, people, <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it and don't like spoilers. Oh, uh, yeah. You're a little late to the game. <laughs> Go rent it on Amazon Prime is where we watched it. No, no I, you have the, the I have Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Well, it's probably online somewhere. Go watch it's it. It's totally online. Anyway. Um, Pause this. Go watch Lash Gordon. <laughs> or just <laughs> then come to back. This. <laughs> no, you, you shouldn't need to watch the movie. 
that that should be a goal of ours. Is you don't need to watch the movie. We certainly go through the plot enough. We do, but like, it's more fun if you know what's going on, right? Yeah. Or like, watch the movie while you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So they go to um, a planet called Mongo. Mm-hmm. And on this planet, there are different people. It's ruled by a person named Emperor Ming, played by Max von Snydow. Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce his last name. I can't. Is he, like, doing yellow face? I believe he... <laughs> I couldn't decide. I believe so. <laughs> he looks vaguely Asian. Yeah, like, there's, like, whispers of, like, Ming Dynasty, like... Uh-huh. And his name is Emperor Ming. Yeah. Um... And I believe he's um, Scandinavian mm. because he was a serious actor back in the day and he's fairly old. He's a serious actor, but he's in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Continuing on, there's also Princess Aura, who is Ming's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's then- not a good actress and has a weird accent. Oh, yeah. Totally weird <laughs> accent. And like, For no reason. I don't know. Like, if it's just the actress's weird accent or if she's trying to do something <laughs> weird because it doesn't match the, no, her, her like, father is in the, in the movie. Did you look this actress up at all? Because the whole time, all I could see when I looked at her was, like, Bond girl. And so I was wondering if she's ever been in a James Bond movie. I didn't. I was paying more attention to Flash. Oh, she seemed very much like a Bond girl. Okay, well, you should have done your homework. I guess so. Um, there is a man named Clytus who wears a gold mask. He wears multiple masks. Does he? Yeah. I- they always change. Like, sometimes it's silver. He had one that was like a silver face, but a gold jaw. And like, yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was just a like, bunch. gold mask guy. He looks like um, Dr. Doom. To tie this, well, that's DC, but to tie it back. No, it's Marvel. That's Fantastic Four. So it's not the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, but it is Marvel. He looks I don't like know that Doom. stuff. Well, um, we'll get to Fantastic Four eventually. No, we won't. <laughs> okay. Um, um, Mongo is like a central world, and then there are also other worlds within the universe that Flash travels to. And these other one of these is um, Aboria. Uh, they all on this world dress like Robin Hood and live in trees. Yep. And their leader is this guy named Prince Baron, um, B-A-R-I-N. He's not a Baron like the title. His title is Prince. That was so confusing to me. It it is very confusing. It's very helpful to have it spelled out, but like it's kind of silly to name your prince that thing. Anyway, he's played by Timothy Dalton, who is a James Bond. Yes. Oh yeah. You didn't. I <laughs> know. Uh, I did not even make that connection. He's beautiful. Okay. Like he's now, way cuter than Flash Gordon. Now we know who you like. Yeah, he has such pretty eyes. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at this woman. Um, she is um, Italian. Okay. I feel like that's not what that accent was. No, I do not think that was um, Italian accent. She. Uh, is it something weird where it was like she's Italian heritage but grew up in like Africa? No, she's like born in Italy. Oh, okay. Um, 
before Flash Gordon, she was not a Bond girl. She was in a movie called Life is Beautiful, and I don't think it's the same one. <laughs> no, because that came out way later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's just in a lot of Italian movies, and then in some like American movies that I've never heard of, and like some Italian remakes of American movies. There's another world um, of Hawkman. They live on a flying <laughs> castle. Um, and I described them as leather dudes with leather wings. Is that accurate, Felix? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't believe that their wings, like the costume, like the props were actually like movable. <laughs> like I think they had separate prop wings for when they were standing versus when they were flying. Uh-huh. The, there are women. They have gowns and wings that match their or the, <laughs> gown wings that match their gowns, and their leader is Prince Fulton. So, who takes off their shirt? Oh man! So Flash Gordon takes his shirt off. Uh huh. When is this? This is when he is supposed to be executed or is executed. Oh, that's right. Yep. 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 Um, the slave B. Dale, which was like. Did this come out before or after Star Wars? It came out after. So. Okay. So it's okay. definitely like ripping off Leia. Well, here's the thing. George Lucas uh-huh. originally wanted to acquire the rights to Flash Gordon and wasn't able to. Okay. So it might have been that uh, Leia was ripping off Dale Arden. Oh, from the comic. From that makes sense. Because, yeah, that outfit was, like, nearly identical. Yeah, except Dale gets to wear all sorts of weird headband things. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of headdresses. There's one of the women had this headdress on, and her posture is amazing, but I was just like, I don't know how she's walking with that. Like, uh-huh. It made okay. no sense. Okay. And then I was going to say all the male hawk people. Yeah, they just have their little harnesses. Can we take a minute to talk about just the costuming in this movie. It's bonkers. (laughs) It's so good. Uh Uh-huh. It's bonkers, but it's also like every sexual fantasy. Oh, yeah. It's like, how did I describe it as we're watching it? Like that one episode of every HBO show where they go to like a weird like pleasure planet or country or sex dungeon. And like, they're just people like strange sci-fi outfits, like whipping each other. That's this whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's another person who's shirtless. You don't see anything except her back. But um, the princess is shirtless, like strapped to a table while being whipped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that because it was just her back. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, um, when I was a teenager, like the big porn like, I don't want to say it was, like, the big porn, but it was the big <laughs> porn in my group of friends that got talked about a lot, but uh-huh. nobody ever saw, or at least I didn't, was a movie called Flesh Gordon. Oh. And I feel like you did not have to, like, change the plot at no. all. Like, I feel like it would be more tame. Like, I don't think they could afford those kind of costumes for porn. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's, it's so crazy. And, like... Yeah. The plot is so incredibly, like, sexual. Yeah. It's... Well, there's, like, they have, like, the little, like, lizard people (laughs) that are basically in, like, latex suits. Oh, yeah, there's lizard people. (laughs) And then they have, like, little people in, like, 
weird suits that look vaguely sexual. And then there's that whole scene where um, Dale and then the princess and then these other random stray women are just like in this like, um, like harem, <laughs> like weird canopy bed. yeah and they're feeding her like pleasure juice or whatever yeah yeah i saw this movie with my dad oh awkward i saw um the most awkward movie i've ever seen with a parent was i watched jason statham's um crash have you seen that i have not seen that oh um well i watched it with my mom in my mom's bed (laughs) watching this movie and it's like he has a heart condition okay um where he has to be moving at a certain like pace at all times what um like i don't i don't remember the pretense but yeah like there's like maybe someone put like a bomb in his heart to like a pacemaker or something i don't know something stupid it's an action movie and so he has to like run at all times and like be like doing action things throughout the whole movie <laughs> And I just remember two action things. Yeah, there was a scene where a woman, I believe, gets like shot in the boob, and like her like silicone leaks out, and then like he's on a racetrack, like a horse racing track, and he just starts like having sex with this woman (laughs) on the racetrack, and she's been. Shot? I don't know if it's the same woman. Okay. <laughs> That's literally the only thing I remember about this movie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was watching it with my mom and I was really young and I was like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Um, so should we get to plot now that we've told you how, how crazy this movie is? Yeah. Be prepared. Okay. What happens? Well, you have some unnamed narrator who ends up being mean, pressing buttons to cause disasters on a little planet called Earth, like earthquakes, which are just labeled earthquakes, and things yep. like hot hail, which is my favorite because it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Flash and Dale take an airplane on Green Mountain Airways on their way back from vacation at which I wrote down as Dag Harbor, but I looked at it again because I had to find out where it really was because of, of course, geography. And it wasn't Dag Harbor. It was Dark Harbor. Yeah. Because Dale gets out of this van that's labeled Dark Harbor Inn. So I looked up where Dark Harbor was and the internet says, oh, do you mean the horror movie? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Let me Google map this thing. And the answer is Dark Harbor is an area on the south tip of an island called Islesboro in Maine. Okay. This island has its own airport. Oh. And Felix, look at the show notes. I have <laughs> I have copy and pasted somebody's review of this airport. And because they get in the airplane, both both um, both Dale and Flash Gordon. Which was confusing to me because it's like a six-person prop plane, and, and he thinks it's a, he thinks it's a it's a private plane. But yeah, Flash Gordon is a football star, like and he, he's like famous. Yeah, and the, the pilot asks him to sign his magazine. Yeah, and then she's like, "Stop bothering them. They have to fly the plane." And I'm like, 
isn't this a private plane? And Dale's like, what? no, it's just a commercial airline. And I'm like, what commercial airline that six people will fly with only two passengers? <laughs> and like, they're just strangers. I'm so confused. Yeah. And like, Dale sort of knows who Flash is just yeah. because he's a famous football player. And Flash knows who Dale is because he asks the waitress at the restaurant at the resort where they were both, both were staying who she was. I was like only halfway paying attention to the whole beginning of this movie. So I missed the part that he was a football player and I assumed he was like a superhero. And like, then he wasn't a superhero and I was like, oh, he's going to get superpowers at some point in this movie. Spoiler alert, he never gets superpowers. No, he's just just the dude with lots of muscles. (laughs) Yep. Who got picked out by some producer's or director's wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I don't know why, but I have my suspicions. Okay. Can I so, read this this yes. review? So please read I'm this loving it. Google review. Who is it from, Felix? <laughs> Dang man. Okay, read the review, please. <laughs> it's five stars. Five stars from about a year ago. <laughs> Fabulous! Two exclamation points. Fabo! Another exclamation point. Beautiful. Maybe a bit bumpy. I've never been in such a small plane. Right? behind the pilot (laughs) very nice young clean cut guy apparently it's against some ridiculous ancient rule for him to have a quick drink with one of his passengers sprouty face i'm told they run this airport 12 months a year yikes who's coming here in the winter i hope i can return one day with the same pilot winky face (laughs) this feels as if i had written this review in another life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't like you have. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm an alcoholic who has a crush on this pilot. Sounds right. <laughs> and use lots of exclamation points and, and question marks. And winky faces. I would never say fabo. At least not unironically. But... <laughs> <laughs> the basic themes of this review. <laughs> I love, dang man, <laughs> that I would say. <laughs> I just wanted to have one quick drink with this pilot. Uh, yeah. Except I wouldn't do that because I watched, you know, that show that used to be on ABC called like, What Would You Do or whatever, where they would try to like hit in camera and get people to do inappropriate things and then see if like strangers on the street would step in and say anything. Um. No, but I saw one where it was, my kid wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And they tried to trick people's kids into doing stuff. And like this kid got in, like he didn't get into a van, but he helped some guy load something into a van. And then the the guy like pushed him into the van and drove away. Oh my God. Well, yeah, um, there was one episode of like, what would you do where... um, there's just like a pilot just like at the bar getting hammered and talking about how he has a flight in an hour and like trying to see if anyone would say something. And like, then they like gave statistics about like how many pilots like fly drunk and how many people have like passed out behind the wheel of the plane and stuff. So I wouldn't drink with my pilot. But when we landed in not dark Harbor, cause what a terrifying town, of course there's a horror movie named that. Um, then I would get a drink with the cute clean cup pilot. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always been a fantasy of mine since my ex-boyfriend was going to be a pilot. Is it a... Is just pilots? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The uniform, flying a plane, all that. 
But now he's an air traffic controller, so, you know, that's less sexy. But see what I mean? It's like, hits everybody's <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> okay. Great movie. So, anyway, what, what, happens, what happens plot-wise is uh, <laughs> Dale says, stop bothering the pilots. But then what happens is, I don't know, like a meteor happens. And oh, those yeah. pilots just absolutely just disappear. And then Flash has to land the plane. Oh. Yep. He... um. He went to flight school, but didn't get to, like, to the part where he learned to land the plane. So he- it was a really bad line delivery where Dale's like, did you learn how to land the plane? He's like, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is a good and bad movie. Um, anyway, he crash lands the plane into somebody's greenhouse who happens to be Dr. Hans Zarkov, yes. who is the only person in the world who seems to know what's going on with these um, unplanned solar eclipses and hot hails and whatever other earthquakes are going on, which he knows for some reason is aliens, and he has prepared a rocket ship for just this occasion. Yeah, he sounds like a crazy person. He, yes. He literally threatens his assistant with a gun to get on the spaceship with him. And the and the assistant is like, no, I can't do that. But then Dale and Flash show up, and so... <laughs> Thinking it that he tricks them to get into the spaceship and by telling him that there is a telephone in there. Yeah. And well, then, and then he was like he only wanted Dale and like or Flash and was telling the other one to leave, but then somehow the door closed before they left or yep, something. Yep, and then all three of them got sent into space and like the yeah. wormhole thingy, and then there were some like fancy graphics, which of course are not like fancy by two. Yeah, they looked really bad. Standards. <laughs> and then they um then they uh, ended up in Mongo and in Emperor Ming's Great Hall, where um, uh, he was, I want to be like, doing a display of power. Yeah, he like, was like, just very coincidentally, like, holding court for, like, the greater empire. Yep, and he, he asked some prince to prove his loyalty by following on his sword. And um, then in comes Zarkov, Dale, and Flash. Mm-hmm. And... I don't really understand this thing, but like somehow he like hypnotizes Dale and then she does something and it just proves that she's very, very sexual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't understand that. that, Now we know Dale Dale is very desirable. And then they are like presenting me with gifts. The other, the other consortiums like. Yeah. And it becomes very clear that all of, like, Baron and the Hawk people and everyone, like... The lizard people. The lizard, like, they all hate Ming and, like, no one's happy about him being the emperor, but everyone's afraid of saying something about it. And so, they just pretend they like him. And then Flash... Flash or Dale? Someone's like, this guy's a psycho. And then, like, the little... Oh, it was Flash. The robot that brought them in, like, replays him saying that. And then Ming gets really angry and orders him to be murdered. Yep, because Flash has to be murdered. And then... He- oh, and they do this thing where they, like, toss around this, like, fancy egg. Oh, yeah. Like a football. I don't which, remember like, why. It was just, like, a game of keep away. And it was it was, was kind of stupid. And, like, it's just, like, played for being corny. Yeah. And then, so they, like, 
try to escape so that he doesn't get killed and he yeah, like sticks uh, all these bad guys after them and they're like running around and he's like doing this whole football like number to try to like beat them up and like tackle yep. people. Yep. It was crazy. Yep. Yep. But eventually he gets caught. Um, uh, Flash is sent to be killed. Mm-hmm. Zarkov is sent for reprogramming and Dale is sent to be a consort, consort. concubine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Something like that. And so, ah, she is to be prepared for pleasure is the exact (laughs) words because I wrote it in here. So, Zarkov uh, goes for reprogramming. He gets to see his life in sort of backwards order. Like, gets to see a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. So, you know what this reminded me of? Farscape. The, like, chair. Oh, yeah. It was so similar. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. So, there's this, like woman who had a also strange accent that was very clearly on purpose um she's one of my favorite characters i think oh is this because she had like the beaded collar thing <laughs> wait not her oh the like oh. general yeah did she have the collar like it's a beaded like key collar thing i don't remember I don't this know. there's so many fabulous there's shows. so many crazy costumes in this movie but, um, so she's like, uh, talking with the guy that wears the mask, who's like, not the general, because she's the general. I guess he's just like the right hand of Ming. I don't understand. Um, but he's like the head of like investigations and executions or something. And so he's like, reprogram him. Don't go above level six. Erase his memory. And then he walks out of the room and she's immediately like, turn it up to 13 or whatever. And the guy's like, but he said not to go over six. She's like, do what I tell you. So then they like start erasing his memories uh, slash reprogramming him to be a soldier of Ming's army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so that he can he can be their puppet. So he can like secretly like pretend to be like Dale's friend, but really just report back on. Yes, but it doesn't work. Because he thinks about Shakespeare and stuff. And Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> real, real good advice, right? Yep. Um, Flash is sentenced to death by Green Gas, um, but he gets to see Dale before he dies with this ridiculous giant uh, hourglass that runs back up upward. So this is the scene, I think, maybe with the exception of when the princess is getting whipped later, that is like the most straight from a porn where he's, like, chained from the ceiling by his wrists. Oh, yeah. He has this, like, head thing, head lock yeah. on. Yeah, like a metal, like, pinhead, like, encasing around his head. And he's shirtless. And he's just hanging there. And then Dale comes. And this is where I'm so confused. I think, like, of all of the bonkers things that happened in this movie, the one part that confuses me the most is that these are two strangers that met on a plane like three hours ago and suddenly they're in love. And it's oh, yeah. like, it's not like in movies, like how people fall in love really quickly. It's not that Romeo and Juliet, like we've known each other for three days and now we want to die for each other. She's talking to him like they've been married for 20 years. <laughs> like uh-huh. She's so concerned. That he's being like chained to the ceiling and it's going to be executed. And he's trying to comfort her. And he's saying things like, oh, well, you know, we could have been married. And like we never yes. know what could have become. And I'm like, you guys barely know each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
all the time. He's wearing like nothing. Yeah. Then he then he gets actually killed by some green po- poison gas. Mm-hmm. But then he gets revived by Princess Aura's doctor lover. Oh yeah. So Princess Aura's whole thing is that she sleeps with everyone to get what she wants, which I kind of approve of, especially because she's sleeping with Timothy Dalton. But it's like very clear early on that like all of the guys don't trust her, but they still sleep with her anyway. <laughs> I think because like she's hot, but also because her dad's the emperor, so they're probably afraid of her. Yep. Um. So she convinces him that she's not in love with Flash. She just wants him brought back to life. Uh huh. And the doctor does it, and then they make out a little bit, and then he leaves. Yep. Do we ever see him again? I don't think so. I don't remember. He's not. He's not <laughs> important to the plot. Yep. But uh, <laughs> Princess Aura convinces Flash to get into a guard costume, and then after making out with him too. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. and and then pretend to be her pilot to uh, uh, drive her to Aboria mm-hmm. or fly her to Aboria, the place where um, Robin Hood, Prince Baron, Timothy Dalton is. Um, uh, he gets to talk to Dale via telepathy helmet while Princess Aura comes on to him. <laughs> She's fully straddling him and like licking him and stuff like yep and he's saying things to dale like it's me and dale's like oh what's going on i must be dreaming and then he's like no it's me i'm calling you via telepathy helmet (laughs) and then and then it ends with this girl's really turning me on and he's like i didn't quite get that last part (laughs) he's like oh i wasn't talking to you and he's like, never mind. That wasn't for you. I just have somebody in like a red spandex skin tight suit straddling me. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And um, then he's like, you have to like, oh, because she didn't want to let him talk to Dale. And so he like threatened to crash the plane or yeah. the spaceship or whatever. Yeah. Um, Clearly she knows who to be jealous of. Oh, yeah. So then... um. We cut to Dale in the pleasure chamber. <laughs> yep. She, I, I said, Dale is learning about sex and drugs on Mongo. <laughs> there is a green liquid that won't make you forget your nights with Ming, but won't make you mind so much. Yeah. So clearly, it's a drug. Um, but she manages to switch place with the slave girl by offering her some of that green liquid, which she knows makes you like fall asleep because that's what happened to her the first time she dr- drank it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she puts on the slave girl costume and attacks some guards and finds Zarkov who presumably had his memory erased. And it's also an agent of Ming and means pe- people let him get away because they think that that will lead them to flash because now they know that even though he's not under their control, they can still like watch them from all their cameras yeah. and stuff. Um, and so they know that Flash is alive and Dale is looking to get to Flash. And they know that if they follow them, they will lead him to Flash. So Dale's escape scene was the first time where I realized that Flash Gordon is not the hero of this movie and he doesn't save anyone. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dale goes from being, like, the sex hostage to, like, immediately doing, like, backflips and cartwheels with, like, a laser gun and, like, taking out, like, 50 guards. I think she takes down more people than Flash does in the whole movie. Um. (laughs) And, like, 
<laughs> she tricks this the other slave girl and drinking the thing and like swaps out her clothes like she's going full like super spy action hero in this like three minute scene yep and it makes no sense yep Okay, Dale, how much did this movie make? Oh, are you not going to ask me how much it cost? Oh, yeah, we'll do that first. How much did this you know, movie cost? I did the research on this because it's my choice. Okay, so I know it cost $20 million because that's what I wrote down. Uh-huh. Okay, so how much does this compare in, to the budget of Iron Man? Like a quarter? <laughs> Less? What was Iron Man's budget? I think it was like 120 or something. Oh, yeah. The first That's one? like a sixth. Yeah. But it's also $2,008 to $1980. So yeah. I have no idea. Okay, cool. Inflation. Infl- inf- I don't have a thing for that. Um, Here, let me just play the geography thing. I think... Inflation. Uh... I think box office mojo adjusts for inflation. I don't know. Okay. Are you looking that up now? Yeah. So how much do you think it made? I also looked this up. Oh. So I'm cheating. So I know it made 21 million in the US. Yeah. How much is that adjusted for inflation? It doesn't say. Okay. Then that's not helpful. No. And then worldwide, I wrote down another twenty. Oh, wait. Million. Okay. So it made profit, even though it's incredibly silly. So the, um, wait, this is opening weekend adjusted. I'm not seeing the, just the regular adjusted for inflation, but it's <laughs> number 2,364 <laughs> opening weekend adjusted. <laughs> uh, it opened in 823 theaters. At about $4,780 a theater. So it's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in comparison to similar movies, we have The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Green Lantern, which both made more money. (laughs) So those are modern movies that they're comparing this to. Yep. Oh. I don't know. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. It, uh, you know, it made profit. It did. So on Emporia, the first scene we see is Baron and some priest guy and some, some kid having his equivalent of a bar mitzvah, except in this bar mitzvah. You die. Well, this kid died. <laughs> you have to stick your arm in like a tree trunk and maybe this creature will sting you or maybe it won't. It's like a test of courage, I guess. Except if if you're courageous and it does sting you, then it's like this painful death and you basically beg for somebody to kill you, which is what happens to this kid. And then he begs for somebody to kill him and then he gets killed. Yeah, that and, poor kid. And then uh, uh, Princess Aura and Flash approach, and Princess Aura asks P- 
Prince Baron to hide this guy, and he agrees because he is scared of Princess Aura, but he also knows that Ming knows is going to find Flash here and uh, accuse him of harboring a fugitive, and so he he's like, how do I get out of this? And Princess Aura leaves on her spaceship, and Ming now knows, or like Ming's people now know that, like, the princess went with a pilot to this place and then came back without a pilot. So where did the pilot go? And in the meantime, Baron's like, I can solve this by putting Flash Gordon in a cage in a swamp. Yeah, which also made no sense. And the swamp looked like acid. And he's like in there with some lizard people. And that makes no sense. And then like Baron's like, so Baron's in love with the princess, but he doesn't trust her. Like everyone. And so he wants to kill Flash because he thinks Flash is competition. And he knows that if he gets caught with Flash, then Ming's going to kill him. Right. But then he doesn't want to kill Flash because he wants to bang the princess. Yes. So he wants to make Flash's death look like an accident. Yeah. Which I don't understand how putting him in a swamp cage was part of that. But so then he's like, I have the perfect plan. And he tries to make him take the, like, bar mitzvah test. Oh, yeah. He, he like, escapes somehow. And yeah, like, I didn't follow then, that either. Um, but he has to take the bar mitzvah test because he is a non, I want to call arboreal person. Mm-hmm. But he came into the secret arboreal church thing. And so he has to take the bar mitzvah test. And it's this, like, very intense, like... Also kind of erotic, like, when they're just, like, shoving their fists in these holes and, like, staring deeply into each other's eyes and, like, challenging each other and getting progressively sweatier. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very weird. He has such pretty eyes, though. Um, Baron. And, like, he's, like, he's got, like, bright blue eyes, but he's wearing, like, all the people on this planet wear green. Um, and so he's wearing, like, green, like... It looks like a cross between like a Jetsons outfit and like a Power <laughs> Ranger. It looks like something that's like woven out of like plastic ribbon. Yeah. But then also a little bit like a, like a, what era is that in like France? Like Three Musketeers kind of era. Like, um, oh my goodness. So yeah. So uh, he doesn't die. Um, and then Baron's like, it's his turn to like stick it in the last hole. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And like, does he like attack Flash at this point? Oh, what happens is Flash sticks his arm in and pretends that he got right, got a t- got like the sting from the animal, and then like acts uh, like is like, oh no. And then Baron's like, oh, it's okay, I'll kill you. And then instead, he attacks attacks Baron and like. Jumps out of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. So then he escapes to the Birdman planet. Uh-huh. And oh. Flash and Dale meet up there. And... It's <laughs> like, have I got a story for you? It's like, tell it to our kids. Yeah, that's what Dale <laughs> says. Yet again... They're just married now. They're just totally in love. And Dale is like, I'm engaged. So weird. So weird. They've said like six words to each other this whole movie. 
Yeah, because most of the movie they spend apart. Yeah. Like they were on a plane together. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's like one of those gold diggers and she's like, oh, he's a football player. Like, I'm just going to marry him. Okay. I'm on a strange planet. Let me marry the person who's rich on Earth. Yeah. I would. Um, <laughs> Not like the prince of whatever. Yeah, he's cuter. So, I don't know how we jump here, but... <laughs> I I have no idea how we jump from place to place. <laughs> so, this, they're back. Oh, but Baron comes to, like, find him and he challenges, he challenges Flash on the Birdman planet. Or oh, the yeah, because the bird people don't want to help. Yeah, the bird people don't want to help. And Flash for the and, same and Dale way. and uh, the scientist, what's his name? Zarkov. Zarkov. They're like trying to rally everyone. That's why they went to yeah, cause they the Birdman know planet. That everybody hates Ming. Yes. They just don't want to to challenge him because you know he's he's so bad. But Ming's strategy because Aura just tells Flash when she, she's thrilling him <laughs> is that my father keeps them fighting each other. That way they'll never fight him. Yeah. So they were like, we're not going to help you. Like, why would we challenge Ming? Yeah. Like, he would just like, kill us all. Yeah. He, he's going to kill us. And like, I don't trust this guy because we've been fighting him forever. You know, like the boring, the tree people don't trust the hawk people who don't trust the, <laughs> who don't trust the um, lizard people and such on. Yeah, so then so, they... So, so then Baron challenges Flash to a fight to the death, which, of course, every science fiction has this. It so goes they, complete American gladiators. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they're literally on a, like, tilting platform over, like, a... Was it not like a lava pit? It was just like was a, just a giant like, pit. It was just like... They're on a floating city, so it's just like, oh, yeah. open into nowhere. space. And then, like, uh, the like leader of the hawk people guy like hits a button, and spikes just come out of the floor at some yep, point. And it tilts, and, yeah. <laughs> and what are their weapons, Felix? Um, what did they have? Whips, right? Because it's a sex movie. Um, <gasps> so like Baron's like whipping him, and then he like whips Flash's whip out of his hand. And then Flash has to do all these like gymnastics moves to like not die. And he's like holding on to the little spikes. And then he gets a whip and eventually like beats Baron. And, and Baron's falling off. Yeah, he's but like then hanging he off the edge. Saves Baron's life. And that's what convinces him if he saved my life when I was going to kill him, maybe we should team up. Yeah, because that makes sense. Also, I'm 100% well, sure when he, like, rolls Baron back onto the platform that he landed on Spikes. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that, like, none of this movie really makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the fact that we're like, you know what we can do after this movie? We can make porn versions <laughs> of everything. That was the real financial plan. They put $20 million into this as an investment to get more out of the porn. They just recycled all the costumes and Maybe. probably the actors too, according to Playgirl magazine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, and at this point, like because they've been tracking Dale, uh, Clytus, the gold mask guy, shows up. Oh yeah. And 
and everybody like just like jump ship. All the Hawkmen can uh, can fly, so they're good. Um, I think I think Flash jumps on a rocket cycle, which is just a skidoo for the air the the for space. No, not yet. Is that soon? No. I don't, this is where I get totally unclear. No, so somehow the masked like, guy comes and. They, like, throw him onto the spike platform, oh, yeah. and then he deflates. He deflates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, leaks out of his mouth, and it's real gross and weird. And then Ming, or, they, like, they take everyone, everyone evacuates and leaves, because Ming's, like, ship is outside of the floating castle planet. So, everyone flies away, and Baron takes Dale and Zarkov, and the, the hawk people all fly away. And um, then Ming comes to the castle. And is trying to convince Flash to join his army. Oh, yeah. And Flash is like, no. He was like, I'll make you emperor of Earth. Yeah. Flash was like, no. And then Ming's like, okay, then stay here then. And gets back on his ship and everyone flies away and Flash is like alone on the planet. And then Ming blows it up. Um, But Flash gets to the little hover cycle thing Uh. while he's blowing it up. Um, Because he like goes down a garbage chute and lands on it or whatever. Um, because they have garbage chutes in these outer space, different dimension castles floating in the sky. Um, so yeah, then he like intercom like <laughs> like radios to um the hawk guy who's on some random planet. Um, and he's like, I'm alive and like I need your help. And then the hawk guy's like, Okay. He was like, I don't even remember. He was they were like lamenting Flash, I think, and like saying like, "Oh, I should have helped him when I had the chance, or whatever." Now he's dead, and so then he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll go help him." The, the main hawk guy was just like comic relief the whole time. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so then they just like launched like an attack formation on Ming's castle. Uh huh. Um. Oh, we skipped over. There is like this part gets so confusing to me because I'm like, how do people get to different places? Because, yeah, because Princess Aura is captured and she's being tortured, and she's being tortured, and she she makes this threat like when my father hears about this, and he and then he's just right there, and then he offers her to somebody to get married after she spends like two years in exile. Yeah, because he wants like her to. Be a better like emperor child. Oh, um, Dale gets captured, and she makes a deal that she'll marry the emperor. They if- capture Baron and Dale when they come to the planet, and the okay. hot people just leave them. Yeah, that's they- what it was. Dale agrees to marry the emperor because, like, he'll not kill Zarkov or something like yeah. that if she promises to be a good wife, and mm-hmm. so she's going to do that because she promised that. Uh huh. Um. And then they're like, the princess and Dale are like in the pleasure room together. Yeah. And Dale starts like fighting her and throwing her around. She's like, I don't trust you. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, just regular stuff. Mm-hmm. No- normal stuff. Yeah. Normal, normal girl stuff. And Zarkov is also in Ming City because I don't remember what, but he comes into the plot, the plot later when he has to, um, shut down the lightning shield during the wedding because uh, Dale's getting married to the Emperor now, even though before she was uh, just got engaged to Flash through the 
way to tell it to our kids story was stupid and made no sense but i think if i followed it correctly was like actually interesting like action movie storytelling because like the idea i think initially that flash and the hawk people came up with was that they were just gonna crash the hawk people's or no so the hawk people and flash were hiding in the clouds and they sent ming's like big warship after them and they didn't want to go into the clouds because it would be hard to maneuver but then they like sent people in and like made the clouds have lightning <laughs> somehow and thought that it would draw flash out and it didn't work so then they go in and then the hawk people like overtake them and then they take the ship and like they keep referencing these two pilots of the ship by name like they're like higher ups in ming's army but i don't know that we were ever introduced to them uh <laughs> maybe they were like on the video screen talking to the general at some point but so once they take the ship, they were going to crash it into the lightning shields and just blow everything up. Uh-huh. And then completely unrelated for that, because they weren't in communication, Zarkov shuts down the shields, even though it wasn't supposed to be possible. So yeah. I thought that was like an interesting, like they don't usually do that in movies where it like just happens to work out yeah. rather than like constantly like talking to each other in their earpieces or whatever. Yeah. The other thing that's going on this whole time is that there is a countdown timer because Ming's still, like, trying to destroy the Earth. Or the the moon is going to crash into the Earth. Yes. That was, like, his whole plan that Zarkov was trying to stop was that the countdown timer was going to crash into the Earth. And that's why Flash was in such a hurry to crash from the lightning shield. He's like, we don't have time. I I can't evacuate. And also... So, in movies, they do this a lot, but this one, I think, really stretched the bounds of reality, where there was, like, five seconds left on the countdown timer, but then, like, 15 minutes of movie time go by. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I was like, like, the moon totally crashed by now. Yep. It's the moon crashing into the (laughs) earth. Also, like, everything, like, happens to line up, like, Dale's wedding is exactly the same time, Mm -hmm. and, and... Flash is running that exercise site <laughs> exercise cycle. It's it's like a jet ski. Yeah. Also, because yeah. of gravity, you would there you, you wouldn't be able to do a countdown timer because it's just like at a certain point there'd be There's no turning no back. Turning back. <laughs> Although who knows with the powerful technology oh, he has true. in the science universe. Yeah. So he has hot hail. He he has hot hail. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, that's about the end of the movie. Yeah, they like they, crash the ship into the wedding. Yep, Dale doesn't have to get married to Ming, who will have her as his wife for however long he feels like it. Um, then, uh, then there's a pizza party. Yeah, where everybody's happy, and Baron and Aura become the new leaders of Mongo, and they say Flash and Dale are welcome to stay. Dale says she's a New York City girl and wants to come home because this place is too boring. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't want to stay because that that lady is totally after my future husband. Oh yeah. And then Ming, like when Ming dies, he also melts, and his ring is left behind. And I don't remember what significance his ring had. Like I think it had superpowers or something. Yep. But like some like gloved hand off screen picks it up, and it's like. Will there be a sequel? But then there was never a sequel. No. So I think we should make the sequel. (laughs) We just need an investment of $20 million. 
and a plus inflation, <laughs> inflation plus <laughs> one kick-ass costume designer. Yeah, we need a great costume designer. That's all. And we definitely aren't going to make our money back on the porn because because of the internet was invented. It'll just be straight to internet porn. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There's this company that does like very high quality. I mean, they're, they're terrible, but like they put like uh, production quality into like these porn parodies. There's like a Star Wars one uh-huh. and like an X-Men one and they like go all out. Yeah. So that that's all you really need. Yeah. Um so <laughs> what was your favorite part? Um I <laughs> I like this movie so much because it's so <laughs> bonkers. I do enjoy that Flash wears this t-shirt before he gets it stripped off when he has to like die in that porn scene. <laughs> the where it just says Flash on it. Oh yeah. He has, like, his own logo on his shirt. Yep. Oh, also, at one point, I don't remember. Oh, so when he, after they execute him, they put him in a sarcophagus. And the sarcophagus has his name engraved on it (laughs) in his logo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay, Felix, what was your favorite part? Just the costumes, I think. They're so good. There were so many capes. And like headdresses and sparkle sequin things happening. It was crazy. It kind of was crazy. It, what was your least favorite part? The acting. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Maybe that's what happens when you hire some guy on a play girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. It was a weird movie. It, it was fun though. It was very it was, campy. I I like campy. Mm-hmm. So what did we learn? Um, we learned that the first pl- part of flight school should probably be the landing, and not to bother the pilots. Oh, don't bother the pilots! <laughs> you can't have a drink drink with them, no matter how cute they are. Um, honestly, I would have just taken Ming's deal and become the Emperor of Earth. Okay, we learned that Felix is a bad person. But, like, he had already set it in motion to destroy the Earth. So, what was he going to be the emperor of? I would have stopped it. Oh, no. I remember. He said he was still going to destroy the Earth, but there would still be a portion left over, and that Flash could rule over that. And I was like, no, no, no. If the moon crashes into the Earth, everyone is dead pretty instantly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the oceans evaporate, and, like, we all die. Yeah. Fact checking. The oh science was off. <laughs> and hail's not hot. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. The, the other thing that I thought was bonkers is like the save this qu- story for your ki- our kids. That story would have been like this. Well, before me and your father got married, I was being held captive <laughs> as a sex slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, on an alien planet, I was doing some drugs, and mm-hmm. I realized these drugs are really good. And then I started killing people, and so I gave them to this poor other slave girl, and then I changed <laughs> into her costume, which was just about as sexy as my regular costume. 
And then dot, dot, dot. And then I started killing people. And then I met up with your father, who I had known for three hours. Yep. And I don't think, had they kissed by this point? I don't remember. Yeah, I think she kissed him when he was chained to the ceiling. Oh, okay. I do. So, like, in psychology, we talked about how, like, life endangering situations or, like, situations that, like, activate your flight or flight responses, Uh like, also make you like aroused or like more willing to fall in love with someone. Yes. And so now every time I date someone, I want to like go on roller coasters and like get mugged. That's why you kind of take your dates to Valley Fair. Yeah. Like crash a plane, like almost die five times with them. I actually, so when I was in high school, I had this best friend and um, he, there's this other best friend of his that I felt was like a serious competition. And like, I'm seeing it theme and your friends he um it really made me angry and i never wanted to hang out with him but so they had been like they were neighbors and they're walking home one night i think it was before we met and they got mugged um and like i know i should have been like concerned for their safety i mean they were obviously both fine but uh my immediate reaction was like oh now i have to get mugged with you so that like he doesn't have that experience up on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> But to be honest, that's the only reason I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. So I'm thinking. So that I can still be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't replace you? So you don't replace me. If I was in Dale's position and I would just happen to be the only other passenger on a plane with a rich and famous uh, football player who, in the eyes of 1980s American women, is attractive. I disagree. Uh, And then, like, we went through that experience where we're, like, crashing a plane, and then we get, like, kidnapped by this crazy scientist, and then we get kidnapped by this crazy emperor in outer space. Like, that seems like a lot to, like, push someone together. And, like... Yes, it it is. Yeah. Her adrenaline would have been flowing, and, like, she would have been in heat. So, I get it. Uh Uh-huh. It's still ridiculous. Yep. And, and they never show them going back to Earth. No, that's because it ends with the pizza party. Yeah. So how do we even know they got back? We we don't know any of that. We have to buy the next comic book. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so, Dale. You are never a god. You are never even a man. Kill Martha. <laughs> Uh, yes. How would you rate this movie? Do I really have to rate this movie? <laughs> this was my pick. So this is like a, uh, I don't know, whatever okay, the so maximum Batman versus Superman is. There is no maximum Batman versus Superman. <laughs> this is my pick. What would you rank it in Batman versus Superman? You, you like Batman versus Superman. I don't know what to do this. I would give it... Okay, how does this compare to, what's your, how does this compare to the the Hulk? Oh, I'd give it like four Hulks. Really? Yeah. Only four Hulks? Well, I think my spectrum is smaller than yours. I think it is. Because it's like not a good movie. No, it's not particularly. But I would 100% watch it before I watch the Hulk ever again. Like three times. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So yeah. Uh Four Hulks. Four Hulks. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. 
So next time we will be back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Our first movie in phase two, Iron Man 3. Do you have predictions for Iron Man 3? Tony Stark's illegitimate son, Ivan Stark, named after Howard Stark's friend, Ivan, what's his last name? Help me out here, Felix. Uh Who's the bad guy in Iron Man 2? Uh, Anton? No. Is it Anton? Yes. Or Ivan? Yeah. Anton is the son who's Whiplash. But what's their last name? No idea. Because clearly, Tony Stark was named after Anton. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, that's why the illegitimate son in, in my in my theory is named Ivan Stark. Oh, who's my God. The, who's, the, who's Howard Stark's friend, who they like get in that big fight and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay, so, the illegitimate son, Ivan Stark, returns, gets his own Iron Man suit, making this... You know, one Iron Man is Tony Stark. The second Iron Man is uh, Colonel Bestie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third Iron Man is newly introduced illegitimate son, Iron <laughs> Ivan Stark. Iron Man 3. <laughs> yep. And they turn him up to fight Whiplash's son, Quadraplegia, <laughs> who now has four whips. <gasps> okay. How's that for a prediction? That sounds like a great movie. Well, tune in next week to find out. <laughs>